Hello and welcome to Wedding Talk. I'm your host, Danielle Duffy. Yes, you have seen this correctly. There is a Wedding Talk episode popping up on your feed on a Monday. I will now be putting out some incredible conversations with industry professionals. These chats will have a big focus on how these professionals work with you to fit into your day. So still along with the theme in helping you plan everything out. I've got a few amazing guests lined up, including florists and photographers. So I hope that these episodes help give you the tools to plan your wedding. I'm aiming to pop these up fortnightly on a Monday, in addition to the regular couple episodes that come out on a Wednesday. We're starting today with what I think is one of the first things that you should seek out once you get engaged and before you start planning everything. I'm chatting with Stephanie, who has created the Bridal Assistant, which is a beautiful wedding planner and covers absolutely everything that you need when planning a wedding. There are comprehensive timelines for the 12-month lead-up, as well as an on-the-day timeline. She has also included key questions to ask prospective vendors with the aim that you take this planner along with you to your meetings and fill it out as you go. She also offers some fantastic online and on-the-day services that we chat about in the episode, which I think will truly be so helpful for anyone who doesn't have a wedding coordinator. I'm very excited to be putting out the industry professional episodes, and so I hope you enjoy this chat. Hi, Stephanie. How are you going? I'm good, Danielle. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm so excited to have a chat to you today for our first vendor episode. You've only just started releasing your own wedding planner called The Bridal Assistant, um, which I'm really excited to talk to you about. But let's start today. I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. So like your kind of background in the wedding industry, how you got into having your own wedding planner. And then I saw on your Instagram that you're actually engaged. So tell me a little bit about your wedding planning process as well. Definitely. So my background, I um, have been working across the events industry for the past past 10 plus years. Um, I started off in weddings. So I actually started doing weddings in a, or planning weddings for a boutique hotel. And it was just a very, natural sort of love for it straight off the bat it wasn't anything I'd considered prior to I suppose joining that um, side of event planning um, but absolutely loved it and then from there I um, moved on to a more premium sort of hotel chain and planning their weddings um, social events and conferences across those 10 years though I have always stayed in an event management sort of role Um, whether it's like marketing and events, marketing events, comms, activations and events. um, And that's been across different industries. So like hospitality, tourism, weddings as well. Obviously, that's what my um, starting point was, higher education, the arts as well, local government. I've loved every, every, every single role I've ever worked. I I like love it so much. I'm such a people person and events, like event planning is such a good fit for it. But I always go back to weddings and I just think it's the best time ever because the relationship you get to build with the end client who's the bride. And it's not only the bride, it's the bride and the groom. It's the bride and her mum. It's the families. Like, and it's such a long lead as well, a really long journey in the lead up to it. Just the what you get out of the wedding day, being involved in that side of it without, I suppose, any of the guests knowing or, you know, everyone's just there to have a great time. It's just the best thing ever. And I'm not saying I don't like any of my other events. They were great too. But corporate events versus like um, real people events, i.e. weddings, is just very different. Mm. So that's where I suppose my experience and my genuine passion for wedding planning planning comes into it um 
what was the other question? Why I started the bridal assistant? Yes. Yes. So this was a bit of a passion project, a little side hustle, as we like to say. Um, beginning of last year, I was kind of, I was and still am working in a corporate event management role. And I wanted to kind of get back into something a bit more creative and more fun. And I really, really wanted to get back into wedding planning. Um, So the beginning of last year, I was like, oh, I'll kind of just start that up on the side and see how it goes. Um, But the more conversations I had with friends and um, just people planning weddings, I realized that everyone or a lot of my friends, at least who are getting married, everyone just seemed so um, in a great way, like very confident of how their wedding planning was going to take place, what venue they were booking, what florist they wanted because they wanted this style of flower um, or these types of arrangements or this colour scheme or this photographer or um, this caterer. And I think a lot of that um, reassurance and picking your own vendors and suppliers I think comes from our social media engagement, like being able to see those suppliers and their work and being able to contact them and engage with them and everything like that so the more conversations I was having the more I was listening and going you know what I don't really need to offer another wedding planning service because so many people just know what they want it's just a matter of filling in the gaps of I know what I want but how do I get there Mm -hmm. so essentially rather than just being a wedding planning service, I was like, let's maybe do a wedding planner as a tool so someone or the bride-to-be can take it away and go, okay, here's how I start. Here are the conversations I need to start with. Here are the things I need to consider first before I do the second and third task. How far out should I be considering these things? What's a good timeline? Um, So I built it up from, I suppose, that over like a 12-month period as well. So a lot of time and thought and um, fun, I suppose, went into my planner and a lot of edits and different versions came out of it naturally. But mm. essentially I just wanted it to be a planning tool for someone just to pick up, take with them, know how to run with planning a wedding and feeling confident that they can do it. So, yeah, that's how it kind of came about for me. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. I think the more conversations I'm having, the more I'm learning that people are like, oh yeah, I didn't realize that you had to book things so far in advance or like I had no idea how early you had to book your wedding dress. And so I was surprised when like, I think it was like six or eight months out from the wedding, they were like, oh no, you can only pick from these four options basically, because we're not going to be able to get a wedding dress done in that time. So I think like being a really like, comprehensive and full planner that has like so many ideas and so much help for the bride is going to be so helpful and just exactly what people need and it's just like that step-by-step guide to really get them through the entire time from someone that has that experience is going to be so helpful Mm, definitely definitely so you're planning your own wedding how are you finding it oh like every other bride, I suppose, bride to be, stressful at times. <laughs> when did, no. How far out? When did you get engaged? So uh, my partner proposed to me in August last year while we were travelling. Mm. Um, so we were actually um, holidaying in Switzerland and it was just something quite um, nice and private between the two of us. We kind of just went for a sunrise walk Um 
in one of the quieter towns that we were staying in and um, we're just enjoying obviously the walk and the outdoors and whatnot and um, yeah he surprised me by getting down on one knee so it was a very emotional day time for me I cried I bawled my eyes out it was beautiful Mm -hmm. Um, but then since then we did spend a bit more time traveling before we came back to Australia and started putting the wheels in motion for our own wedding Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so it's such an interesting experience I suppose because of my background I, I I don't say this in a bad way, but it's almost like I'm a bit desensitized to the planning experience because I know, or not that I know, but I speak, I think I know what to expect to some level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things that I still don't know and I'm still learning myself, but we're having a really good time in terms of just scouting venues, um, comparing venues, what's on offer for what price capacities um, and like, I'm originally from Adelaide and credit to Adelaide as a region because there are so, so many beautiful options to have a wedding. Mm. Um, so for I think for us, we're just kind of at that point of first steps of locking in a venue, but kind of finding a venue that's a really nice fit for us, that's a better reflection of what who we are as people as well as a couple and what we want our guests to enjoy on the night too. So we're still getting there. We've kind of narrowed it down a bit um, and we'll keep pushing ahead for sure. Yeah, I think that like what you say about finding a venue that suits you guys is mm. really important because I live in Geelong and we have a thousand different types of venues. We've got the wineries, we've got the coastal ones, yes. we've got industrial, we've got a bit more like modern kind of set up weddings. Um, yeah. and like my wedding was like a big DIY and an on an oval, but oh. you have so many options and it's like how to, you kind of decide what your feel is and, what suits you guys as a couple when you have that many options? Yeah. And the other thing as well, like with so many options come so many offerings in terms of business models, like not every venue is set up the same way to hire it out or to host an event there. Like everyone is so different in what they offer. They could be really specialized towards weddings and everything is well thought out or they're a bit more um, open with a whole type of events. Like, corporate and social events so their packages are a bit more um, broad and you've got to kind of got to add more in or you know you might not be able to hire it out for the full day but we just assume that you can based on it being a wedding so it definitely is like one of those things that it's it's a really um, interesting experience to kind of go through each venue and Mm. literally do a venue comparison based on the dollar per head or the dollar per venue um so yeah it is it is a good one though because you kind of some venues you you walk away going that just felt so beautiful like Mm. loved that and the other venues go beautiful but not really us yeah you know one thing that like it's one of those things that you you probably do need somewhere where you can write it down and really compare each of the venues because a lot of brides are like I wanted this venue because they did all the catering. Everything was on site. I didn't have to bring anything in and they had a wedding planner. Whereas other brides are like, no, I wanted this completely blank space so that I could fill it up and do exactly what I wanted to. And you kind of need like somewhere where you can just track this all and be like, yeah, okay, this is what this place offers versus what this place offers. What do I like? And also the price comparison as well, because obviously there's going to be huge jumps in price, but it's not always the cheaper option to bring everything in yourself. So sometimes yeah. it's a better option if you have a place that has all the furniture and all the decorations and stuff. Definitely. Already. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's why actually in my planner under the, I've got a little venue section in there. And what I've done for that, for that purpose, I've done conversation starters. Mm. So key questions to ask your venue to get the information you need out of it. So then you can put together an accurate venue comparison for that reason. Some of them will give you everything and then some of them are a dry hire essentially. So Mm. it, it is based on your own preference as well. Yeah. And I think that's helpful. Like that's what you need. I remember I was Googling things to ask my vendors when I was get when I was getting married. I was like, what do I ask a venue? And then you find a list like, do they have alcohol? Do they have a plan? Yeah. Do they have this? But yep. it'd be so good if you just had like it all in one spot. So everything that you need to ask these people. And then you can just tick the boxes and go through, basically take your planner or the venues and you can just exactly. go, yeah, okay. And then this is an easy way for you to compare. All of those yeah, or take it to like multiple venue. That's the intention. Take it to like multiple ones. So then you kind of can go back and be like, okay, I spoke to these guys last week. They don't do this. Or no, they don't include a liquor license. Or, you know, yes, they do. Or so you can start kind of in your head as well while you're there, kind of mapping it out and really expand on the conversation with whoever that venue lead is too. Because mm. there's so many things that we don't know until we have to go and plan a wedding, you yeah. know? Yeah. it's crazy yeah and for a lot of people like you might only plan one wedding and you don't unless you have been a million bridesmaids you don't have that experience of being the person that asked the questions and has that conversation with the staff so I think that if you can go in really blind and just not really have much of an idea about what you're supposed to be doing and that's when things get missed or yeah potentially you have regrets because you're like I really like this venue but it cost me a bunch more money to have done this or brought this in. Yeah, yeah. And then on the flip side, you might have venues that are like they're not on paper, they don't seem as expensive, but once you actually start adding in the things you need or want, it's broken down so then it kind of adds up. Like Mm -hmm. it's like the flip side as well where it's like it starts off minimum and then once you kind of add those additional costs of whatever it looks like Mm. and you go, oh, wow, I didn't even realise because their initial package sold it so well, yeah. <laughs> you know, price and pictures. So, yeah, we don't know what we don't know until we start planning. Yeah. That's what I like to think. So, I'm dying to hear about it. Tell me about the bridal assistant. Tell me about the planner. Well, it's this is it, pretty. Yeah. It is so I know, pretty. It's really, really, um, like, just very compact as well, right? Mm-hmm. But essentially what I have in there um as I mentioned to you before I kind of made it to be a tool so the bride-to-be or whoever's planning the wedding can take it away and go plan so it has everything in there from a 12 month plus timeline so what you should be doing 12 months out eight months out seven months out six months out right up until the week of um and then you've just got some real um necessary things in there like a budget template or a budget guideline uh run sheet template um supplier questions um vendor questions venue and catering sort of things to consider that you don't always think of until it's like a week out they're like what like how does this happen you know um so essentially it's just like i said it's just a tool for everyone or people planning weddings to go away and um use as a bit of a launch pad to start their planning and just keep referring back to it um it's super compact as well so easy just to carry around 
super affordable as well, just because I thought I really love those other bigger branded stationery ones as well. Um, and they're quite grand or, or, you know, they're gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. But I just thought this is just like a nice little affordable notebook style one um, just to kind of get the bare basics in there to start to start somewhere essentially. Mm-hmm. So like I said, that's it there. It's nice mm-hmm. and very nice little size. And it's got the fun stuff in there too. Like you've got bridal attire in there. You've got a wedding dress in there, your favourite songs that you want in there, your hero moments, who like literally write down a list of the people that you can't forget on the night to have a photo with, whether it's family members, whether it's close friends or whether it's someone that's travelled into state or overseas, like all of that sort of stuff is in there too. So it kind of covers off a range of things. And during that phase, obviously, of it coming to fruition and it changing from what the initial plan was to the end result um, and the multiple versions, I had a few people that I'm close with uh, review it as well. Um, because I can only review it so much before it's a nice big blur to me but it was really nice because um, my beautiful sister-in-law reviewed it and she's obviously married she had a beautiful big wedding planner and um, she kind of viewed it with that perspective and she was like great but I think you need to include this or maybe just word this differently or, you know, she kind of had that perspective. And then I had one of my beautiful close friends review it. And she's actually a well-known fashion designer. And she does a lot of bridal and formal wear. And she was like, great, love it. Mm-hmm. But your timeline's a bit out for your wedding dress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of, it was good to get perspectives from different people in different stages of life, professionally and personally, mm-hmm. to get their input on it too. Um, so that's one thing I actually really like about it, that it's not just all me. It's kind of a few of the women in my own little circle have come together and put their little spin on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope it translates across all demographics, all for all girls, women's, ladies, grooms even. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think things like you mentioned, like the hero moment and people that you can't forget to get photos with is important because, Like I know I have regrets because I didn't get photos with certain people and like yeah, if it's something that you can have and you give to like your photographer, like these are things that are really important to me and you've got like that time to jot it out. Like it's been a year year that you've been engaged for. You can jot it out like, yes, don't forget this, don't forget this and then come to them so that they know on the night that this is what's really important to me that I get these photos or I get this memory of photos with this person and stuff Mm. and it's also like a nice thing to do to kind of approach for example your photographer with a proactive conversation to be like Mm -hmm. yep I booked you in um these are my hero moments these are the places I would love to get a photo at you know after the ceremony before the reception these are key family members because then that'll open up the conversation for their requirements too or anything else that is um, maybe a bit more significant or um, custom to their services as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like a nice approach to suppliers to or vendors um, to start building on that working mm-hmm. relationship essentially and have those proactive conversations with them too. Mm. So, yeah. Definitely. I think it just leaves you with better 
memories isn't the right word, but you just think more highly of that. Like I don't think low of my photographer because I forgot to tell him that I wanted photos with this person. (laughs) But then when I think about my regrets, I'm like, oh, I didn't get a photo with this person. And it's nothing to do with my fantastic photographer. Everything to do with me, but he's associated because he's my photographer. So (laughs) yeah, it saves them that kind of thought process as well. Like you don't want to think. You don't want to have that correlation between the two? No. And it's also something on the day you kind of just don't want to be like, oh, no, I completely forgot about this. Let's quickly round everyone up after our ceremony. You kind of just want to go, yep, it's in hand. I know it's coming at this point of the day. I'm going to have my family photos. I'm going to have a formal photo with these, you know, friends and family members or whatever, a big group photo at the wedding reception or whatever it looks like, you kind of just know everything's ticked off. You don't have to worry about it too. Mm. So it is a nice feeling. Yes. And do you know what I actually um, have to say? I really love that it has a like spiral binder. I'm Me a too. absolute sucker for like opening <laughs> up its spot. This actually started off as a, I don't even know what it's called, non-spiral binder when it's um, fabric yep. bounded here. And I thought, this is so impractical to write in. It needs to be a spiral one so you can kind of flip through, make all the notes you need and just keep working. It needs to be, it needs to be practical. It's a notebook, right? So, yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, so. I know if I look for a diary at the end of the year, every time it's going to have a spiral. If it doesn't, I'm like, I'm sorry, you beautiful. It's not happening. I know. No. I know. It's just, the spine's going to get wrecked by the end of it. Okay, and you offer other services as well. So tell me about what are the other things that you kind of offer brides and people planning their weddings? Definitely. So I offer one-on-one event planning consultation sessions. So it's a one-hour session with me to chat through any sort of um, where you're at with your wedding planning, where you need to be and how you're going to get there. So if you kind of come across that hurdle that you're like, I just don't know what to do with all this information or I just don't know what to do next or now that I've asked these questions, where does it get me? Or you could just be feeling very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. The one-on-one consultation planning session is for that. It's also for the person who would love to have a wedding planner Mm -hmm. for their overall wedding, but perhaps their budget doesn't lend themselves to having a wedding planner. They just need those little pockets of support along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just an affordable sort of confidence boost to kind of sit down with me and chat through anything. Um, so for example, in that planning session, we might talk through your venues and then I will say to you, send me all the information you have in your venues and I'll put together your venue comparison apples for apples. So then you can go away and review that with your partner. And hopefully that will help with the decision-making process because it, it can get very overwhelming having looked through a lot of information that's different variations of the same things and trying to kind of weed through what you actually actually need to know. Mm. Um, so yeah, the one-on-one event planning consultations um, are one part of the service. And then I also offer on the day event management. So that's for the confident bride who's very like well-kept with her planning, has got everything like all of her T's crossed, I's dotted, but just needs someone to step in on the day to make sure everything runs accordingly, whether it's, for example, being on site from the morning to make sure vendor setup or supplier setup is in check, guest arrival, bridal party arrival, bridal party entrance, 
you know, kitchen serving at the right time, all of that sort of stuff. Um, that's another service I provide as well. Um, again, 10 plus years in the event industry it's the best part of the job is on the day event management so again across a lot of people like that's so stressful but I'm like I love this stress I love it so much because for me it's just it's just really nice to be involved and plan for so long and then for it to come to life on the day and also just to be there to troubleshoot any things that pop up that shouldn't really be a concern for the bride and groom like you're there to enjoy the best day of your life you don't need to know whether we've run out of entree forks or you know things like that that are not a concern for the bride and groom on their day and should not they definitely don't need to be bothered about those types of things um that's where i would step in and kind of just troubleshoot pop up like put out any small fires check in with them making sure they're having a good time too and just overall running it so it's just that peace of mind for the day yeah so Mm. then that just sounds like amazing, like so helpful. So that first option, the hour-long meeting, is that yeah. does it have to be face-to-face or can that be online? Online. So I'm, I'm offering it as um, a remote service, so yeah. bridal planner being um, a virtual assistant. So mm-hmm. just jumping on Zoom and kind of sending through a bit maybe of a preliminary questionnaire or just a preliminary email back and forth just to kind of prepare for that Mm one-on-one and then jumping online and just having, it can be in person if we're obviously in the same um, location within Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, remote always makes it a lot easier and a bit more flexible with times as well, whatever's comfortable for that person. I think that's going to be so helpful to so many people. Is there like a specific time that people should seek that out? Or is that like it could be a week before and they're feeling overwhelmed or it should be 12 months? Anytime. It could be they just got engaged today and they don't know where to start tomorrow. Let's get on the line. Let's have a chat. It might even be half hour. It doesn't even have to always be that full hour. Mm -hmm. It just might be having a sounding board or it might be, yep, I've, for example, bought the planner. I've gone out and contacted xyz or a whole bunch of venues but i'm feeling really overwhelmed i don't know what to do next or yep it's two months out and i'm ready to put together my run sheet but Mm. you know i've checked out the guide in your planner but i want my format to be completely different cool Mm -hmm. let's work with it let's go through it let's make sure everything's accounted for Mm -hmm. let's make sure all your suppliers are in that run sheet as well and they all get a copy so they know where they're meant to be when and who's going to be there next and let's put it together so it's at any stage of your wedding planning journey it could literally be the day before that you're like you know what I've not contacted Stephanie but I need an on the day planner I event manager or a quick run through just to make sure I've remembered everything let's just quickly get in touch and if I'm free we'll jump online for an hour or two maybe who knows (laughs) I think that's incredible that just sounds so helpful so the people that you do the on the day stuff for do you prefer if they've done that hour or you're like no I'm happy just to jump right in on the day no so if it's just for on the day I would always schedule in a catch-up prior to as a handover so that I don't walk in on the day going, oh, my God, they haven't thought about this or mm-hmm. what's happening. Like I would thoroughly go through it as a proper handover um, and just to fine-tune anything just in case anything's missed so that on the day they know that I'm arriving in the morning and they don't have to worry about anything. They get to go and enjoy their hair, their makeup, the prep in the morning and get excited for arriving to your ceremony and reception 
because that's what it should be about that focus for the bride and groom as well so yeah no that sounds great and then is that only local to you or do you travel for that can travel for it definitely there are obviously travel costs associated with the ones to travel for Mm -hmm. um but very flexible at the moment to um traveling interstate for on the day event management as well yeah no that sounds like it's just so beneficial I think like having that little bit of experience especially if you are just feeling like a little bit nervous and having someone that you can just quickly call up and just talk everything through it's just going to be so yeah many people yeah and sometimes the small fee for the one hour session is all you need for peace of mind to go yep all right I'm going to sleep well tonight because I know everything's in check Mm. or yep I've just missed out on that one thing, but I've got enough time to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes it's just peace of mind that that's where I go. I didn't want to kind of, I could have offered a full wedding planning service, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I kind of wanted to be like, you tell me when you need the support and let's sit down and have a chat and we'll work through it together. Yeah. So, but it's almost something that they could do like, oh, I got engaged last week. Let's have a chat and figure out where I start. And then like, three months out and then maybe a month out just to make sure yeah. that everything's in a, in a line and in time so that yeah. they know they're not missing things. Cause I don't know about like, if they're missing like huge things, you would say that probably if it's like a week out or two weeks out, then sometimes people might have to miss out on things if they have yeah. those really big if things. It's like an unreasonable turnaround time. Yeah. And that's another thing as well. Like I can definitely offer advice of um, to manage expectations of those turnaround times mm. to go, actually, that's not going to work within this time frame. but let's look in uh, an alternative. Like rather mm-hmm. than just saying a hard no, like let's see what other solutions are available to mm-hmm. still meet those needs, whatever they, they are for the wedding day mm-hmm. and still serve a purpose, but we're just not going to get the p- first preference because it's an unreasonable turnaround time, but we yeah. could still find a solution. Yeah, well, it's like me and my wedding dress. Like if I was like six months out and I was like, no, I want this beautifully beaded custom-made dress and you're there to be like, maybe not, Dan. Maybe let's just see what we can get. Maybe let's try something else, okay? Yeah, exactly. But I think that that's important because I honestly had no idea, but there would I wouldn't be the only person that didn't know that in the whole world. I know. And that's the thing. Like, again, with wedding planning, we don't know what we don't know until we've got to go do it because generally... I mean, for most people, it's the first time ever planning a wedding and weddings are such a beast. Like once you start the ball rolling, there are so many other things that start popping up that you wouldn't even have thought of or considered or expected. So, yeah, it's I just want to be helpful, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, I think I read an article the other day and it said the average wedding has 14 vendors. And that oh is insane. Like you need you need somewhere that you can write everything down and track that all and track your yeah. and track your dates and everything. Because if yeah. you're only 14 people, that is yeah. a lot of people to get organized yeah. one day. Absolutely. And all those 14 vendors have different timelines too. Mm-hmm. So you're not having conversations with all 14 of them 12 plus months out or two years out, you might be having conversations with three of those 14, two years out, and then maybe the rest of them six months out or, you know, so it is, that's why it becomes really overwhelming because you kind of got to manage those conversations. And like you said, track them too. 
So speaking of timelines, so do you have a kind of section in your planner that can help people to set out the timeline of their day? It's one of those things that I see people ask about all the time, like how much time do I need to allocate for hair and makeup? How much time do I need to allocate for this turning up? Yep, definitely. So in the wedding planner, um, specifically here on page 50, there is a <laughs> ceremony run sheet. So ceremony captures the time before the ceremony, obviously in the lead up to, and the ceremony schedule itself. And then what happens after the ceremony. And then if you flip over the page, there's also a wedding reception run sheet. So then what happens from after the ceremony onwards. Um, and they're, they're to be used as a guide. And again, they're really good checkpoints with your suppliers. So for example, hair and makeup in the morning, that's allocated in the template here. But it's also really important to always check back in with your suppliers because this is to be used as a guide only because hair and makeup for a bridal party of three mm-hmm. is very different to hair and makeup to a bridal party of 10. Mm-hmm. So you need to factor that in and you need to just always round back to your suppliers and go, hey, I've allocated this amount of time for you. Is that enough? For example, furniture hire. Hey, guys, you have access to the venue from 3 p.m. on the day. Is that enough? And they'll come back and say, definitely not. Like we need access from the morning of or all of that sort of stuff. So it's a base to kind mm-hmm. of go, okay, have I thought about this? Have I thought about that? Have I thought about what happens the morning of, what happens between the ceremony and the reception that I need to think about or plan for, mm-hmm. and then what happens on the um, reception or what happens on the night, essentially. So it's always to be used as a guide. It encaptures a lot of that information, but it's always just a good, like, a double checker just to go back to your suppliers to go, hey, does this work for you? And that's what you should be doing. You should be having those conversations with your suppliers too to say, hey, this is my run sheet. Does this work for you? Mm-hmm. so they know as well yeah no that's so helpful I think that's one of those things that I hear asked about a lot and again it's because you haven't planned a wedding you don't know how to plan out the whole day so it's one of those things that are going to be really really helpful and just take that little bit of stress off the bride and the people planning the wedding um but also the vendors they know like what your expectations are and you know yeah yeah definitely in your experience Yes. Do you have any like big pieces of advice that you want to pass on to people about important things that we should be talking to our vendors about or looking for in our vendors? Um, I think it always comes back to if you've got your heart set on a vendor, you need to have a like have the conversation with them, have those key preliminary conversations with them. Sometimes it gets hard because maybe what the information you come back with might be different to what you're expecting or price or whatever that looks like. But I think it's a really special journey planning a wedding. And so having really beautiful key relationships uh, to build on with your vendors is part of that journey too. So I always say people buy people. Mm -hmm. And when you just connect with a vendor, when you just connect with a supplier, it's generally a good sign. So go ahead. Yeah, no, that's really great advice. These are people that are going to be involved in like one of the biggest days of your life and for a lot of people a long time in a day or the whole engagement period. So you want to make sure you connect with them on that level and make sure that you vibe with them because it's a very long time for you to be spending time with someone that you don't agree with or don't really like. Yeah, you want to make sure that they essentially get you 
and get your vision for the day, mm. whether it's the style of photos taken or your floral arrangements or, you know, everything in between, the food on the night, beverage service, what that looks like. You just want to know that they they understand your needs and your visions from the get-go and you build through your conversation so that, again, you wake up on the day knowing that it's going to be very well taken care of by your wonderful, beautiful professional vendors and suppliers. Mm, yeah, 100%. I fully agree with that. Mm. Is there any common areas that you see that maybe people forget about or they need help with on their day to organise? A very common one, actually. So I was thinking about this today because I came across it in my workspace as well, but I come across that like on the regular is a very common one also for wedding planning is your access time to the venue. So when you reach out to venues, generally, generally they'll come back with um, either a venue hire price if they're dry hire. If they're a catered for venue, they'll come back generally with a price per head and or venue hire on top of that. It's really important that you take note of the access time to the venue um, and what's reasonable based on your wedding vision. So if you do have plans for a beautiful grand wedding that's DIY, it's a dry hire venue, you're bringing in all your furniture, you might be bringing in a marquee with flooring, you're going to be bringing in a bar, you're going to might have to do a pop-up kitchen because there's no kitchen facilities on site. Are you or do you have access time or the right access time to the venue for that to come that setup to come together? Mm. So essentially it's kind of reviewing and going, what does my venue hire price? What does it include? Like what is my access time from? Mm-hmm. Do I need more? And sometimes if you need more, you might have to pay for more because essentially a venue might be blocking out. For example, if your wedding's on a Saturday, they might have to block out a Friday for your setup because you require it based on what's happening. Um, and they will chuck a venue hire on top of that because for them, that's a business day. Like mm-hmm. that's a day where another wedding could have happened or another event could have happened. Um, so it's not unreasonable to have extra charges placed on additional days Mm -hmm. um but it's just something that it's so it's so easy to get caught up on picking the right venue because it fits your vision your needs it has everything it it ticks nine out of ten boxes which is fantastic if not 10 out of 10 and we go ahead and we just book it because we're so excited and caught up in like literally the first step, right, is booking a venue. Mm. And then later on we kind of get caught out going, actually I need access from the day before because I'm setting up a marquee. Or actually I've got um, linen being dropped off, can it be dropped off the day before without affecting the venue running another event? Can they just put it in storage for me? Or just little things like that. So that's just one key thing that always, always, always pops up. And one thing that I would kind of put front of mind because it's the first step when planning a wedding is booking in your venue. Yeah, that's actually so funny because when we were looking at our venues, there was this perfect venue that we loved. And I'd always said to my husband, like, I really want to get married here. It's really beautiful. It'd be really perfect for us, blah, blah, blah. And then it was a cafe that had like a really big open area. And they had said to us like, oh, you'll have it from... 2 p.m. and I was like 
didn't think I think I thought maybe the day before <laughs> and then my somebody I can't remember maybe my florist was like oh when am I supposed to drop everything off if you've only got an hour between that and the ceremony and I, all of a sudden like everything was up in shambles I have to find yeah. a new because that wasn't going to be functional they're a big venue in a big popular place that they're like no we're not go. or like the higher cost is going to be extra astronomical to yep. cover that but it's just yep. yeah one of those things that either I didn't click or I mean obviously I didn't click but I just wasn't aware of and didn't really no. think it would be a thing because also but it's I feel like it's so reasonable for it, I get it because I do it right mm. but if I didn't plan an event or plan events, sorry, and I went in and booked my venue, at that point of my journey, at that time within my timeline of my journey, there's no way in the world I would be thinking about setup for my suppliers because I don't even know who I'm booking in next. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my preferred florist is available. I don't know what my um, arrangements I don't know realistically how long it's going to take to make those arrangements, if they've got to make them on site, if they make them in the studio to then bring in to drop off. Like you don't think of those things. And, again, you don't know until you start planning a wedding of these things. So that's why I suppose that's my biggest piece of advice is venue access time, which is obviously covered in my venue planner, uh, wedding planner as well. (laughs) No, perfect. I definitely think it's a huge area. Um, I mean, at that stage, it's like I said, it's one of the first things you're booking out. You're not even thinking. You're just thinking, this is my big day. Why wouldn't this person close early to let me have my perfect dream day? <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> what do you mean? This is what I want. Exactly. What do you mean you're not available for me four days beforehand? <laughs> yeah. No, but that's perfect that it's covered for someone to ask about because you're right. Like yeah. I haven't thought of it. You haven't thought about who yeah. you florist is going to be you have no idea how long a florist is going to take to set up can it be something is set up and then brought in really quickly on the day versus does it have to spend a whole day being done the whole morning being done before you're ready on site or is it a hanging installation that they need riggers beforehand in order to then put up their arrangement like it's all these finer details that uh, you you wouldn't know until you go have the conversation with that supply and that might not be until like three, four, five, six months later. Mm. So, yeah. No, it's a fantastic to, reminder to include. Mm. Okay, so let's finish this up. I want to know what your, besides from um, finding out that little bit of information, what is your best piece of advice or pieces, depending on how much you've got, that you have for people planning their day? Definitely. Um, one that comes personally from me, and I'm not just saying it with my like work hat on, um, just because I've started or we've started our own wedding planning journey ourselves, my partner and I, I think one of the biggest takeouts is just don't forget the reason why you're getting married or why you're getting yeah, married or why you get to be able to plan such a beautiful day or rather who, I think it's so easy to kind of get overwhelmed and caught up during that journey that it's really nice just to stop, reflect, and just have a moment with your the love of your life, your special someone, and just celebrate the small wins, like celebrate them because ideally you only get to plan a wedding once. It should be fun. Mm-hmm. Like it should be like, yep, stress, 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 
then you stop and you celebrate the small win and it's all worth the stress because you're there with that person who's making or put you in the position that you get to plan a wedding. Mm -hmm. So I think that's my key advice is just to stop, breathe, relax, and just remind yourself why you love your other person so much that you get to be able to share this journey and celebrate with the people that you love around you. Yeah, no, that's so beautiful. I think that's really important. I was surprised at how little time I spent with my husband on our wedding day and had like the beautiful sunset shot. So we get to go away for like an hour and, oh, it wasn't an hour, but just have that time together and just enjoy you know, we spent so long because we got married during COVID. So there was postponement after postponement, but we spent so long planning this beautiful thing. And then it was really nice just to have that time and enjoy and make sure everything's still aligned with us and everything was about us. I think that's such fantastic advice for people to take away. Yeah. Just check in with each other, just check in along the way. And like you said, making sure it's still aligned to who you are Mm. as people, because that's, as a guest where they're celebrating your love, you know, so you want to be authentic to that too. And it's really important to maintain that connection between the two of you during that journey and planning. Yeah. And I think there's so many things available to you in different services now that it's easy to get carried away on like a style of wedding that isn't you and your partner. And yeah, then you get to the day and everything's beautiful, but maybe it feels a little bit forced or maybe you're a little bit uncomfortable because this isn't your style. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. And it's like, like you said, it is so easy because, you know, you go down wormholes of all these beautiful, pretty things that you're like, Oh, actually I love this. Oh no, I love that. Or no, this is what I want. And that's, that's, I suppose it's part of it. Sure. But that's why I say it's really important just to stop refresh check in with each other make Mm -hmm. sure what you're creating for the day is a true reflection of the two of you Mm -hmm. um and just yeah check in with each other because after the wedding's done after the celebration is done it's just the two of you you know and you want to just embrace all that and enjoy it together yeah that is absolutely beautiful I have loved this chat I Me feel too. like I've learned so much and I kind of, do I get married a second time and plan it again? It just... <laughs> you can renew your wedding vows and then get me to help you out. <laughs> oh, that would be the dream. How can people find you? Uh, you can find me on my website, www.thebridalassistant.com.au mm-hmm. um, or you can check me out on Instagram and my handle is at the.bridal.assistant. Or you can flick me an email or contact me by either um, ways, website or Instagram. Please get in touch. Feel free to send me an email, send me a direct message, have a chat with me, find out more. If you've got any questions before you want to book in a service with me, ask away because it's so important just to have initial mini conversations before you go, yep, let's book in a one-on-one session or yep, happy to go ahead and try out your planner so come find me and chat to me yeah I love it I think the planner is beautiful the colors are beautiful the design is beautiful and the day of and the phone call just sounds so helpful so many people are going to get so many things from this service so a big thank you for what you are offering 
Thank you, Danielle, for having me and looking forward to chatting with you again soon, hopefully. Yeah. Thank you so much to Stephanie. As I'm sure you can tell, I had a great time talking to her. I think the knowledge that she has to share is so important and there was a lot that I learned from this conversation that I wish I knew before planning my wedding. If you are an industry professional or know of someone who is, please get in touch. I would love to talk to you about being on the podcast. You can get in touch at Instagram at weddingtalk.podcast or on my website, www.weddingtalkpodcast.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please continue to tune in on Wednesdays to hear from past couples, but also please leave a rating and review and follow along. This will help me so much in getting out to more people. All right, I'll chat to you all again on Wednesday. Bye.